Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am Athlete Tonight. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Omar Kelly and Brandon Marshall. I can't believe our guy Cliff said this album was ass. Listen, hold this on. Disrespect. I, I understand where Cliff is coming from. However, I will say this. I'm a big Jay-Z head, a big Jay-Z fan. I've gone to five concerts, and I always Damn. view the top Jay-Z songs as what he performs in his concert. Because you remember, he only got a two-hour set. So you got to narrow it down. And right now, based on my count, there are three of these songs. Run This Town, he on to the next one, and um, and, 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 and the Empire State of Mind got to be Empire State of Mind yeah. are, are staples in I, his tour. Well, well, for a two-hour count, how many albums he got? Like 10? 10, yeah. That's what I'm saying. To get three songs out of 10? No, 10 I, I, listen... I, one of my favorite moments he did a concert with Mary J. Blige, and then he was just like, you know, I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna play some stuff that I normally don't play in my concert. This is years ago. This is maybe album six, seven, and then he started playing songs that like are not mainstream releases, and then mm. he started playing it to see whether he wanted to perform it, and the crowd is going crazy, and he says, "Nah, not this one." Then he starts playing another one. <laughs> then, he, then he lets it play for 30 seconds. Then he's like, am I going to perform this? Nah, not this one. Then he starts playing another one. Then he's like, the crowd's going nope. wild again yeah, because they're like, oh, oh, shit, that's my song. Then he's yeah. like, nah, I'm not going to play this one. <laughs> Just teasing the crowd. Huh? Oh, my. It was it was it was the <laughs> biggest tease that I've ever experienced at a concert. No question. And, and his shows are phenomenal. Well, mm. I know we got to get to football soon yeah. while we're on this topic. I uh, had the opportunity to watch he and Beyonce live in concert in uh, France. And France. Wow. Yep, Damn. in France. Everybody ain't able. Bro, and it was legendary. <laughs> that, that that whole trip was legendary. Where would and, you see? Uh, Where hmm? would you see? Where would you he see? was backstage. So what ended up happening was we were in Paris. This is the year of the, when, remember when uh, France won the World Cup? Uh, yeah, what was that 2000? Uh, what was that? So it was four years ago because the World Cup just finished 2018, right? Yeah, so I was pretty much my yeah, that was my last year because we came back to camp. I was playing for Seattle. Coach was like, All right, what did you do? And I talked about this whole crazy trip. Everybody was like, What? And everybody else was like, Yeah, I just you know went to Tennessee and did this. <laughs> I was in Paris all over. Um, but anyways, I'm we're in Paris and um. 
we're just laying in the bed and, and, and something came across Twitter. Something's like, oh, Jay-Z and Beyonce just played Paris. I was like, damn, we missed it. We could have been doing that. Anyways, we look up, uh, you know, the, the rest of the dates and they happen to be in, is it Niche? 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 What is it? Nice. 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 Yeah. They happen to be playing in Nice in three days. Right. So he said, let's go. So, boom. I looked at me. I was like, let's just go. So anyways, we book our trip. We go. Um, and, and what I end up doing is I start hitting up people from Rock Nation that I knew, like Pekka's, you know, Cece Sabathia. Yeah. I knew was connected to him. And I was like, yo, we're in town. We'd love to get some tickets. All right. So we get some tickets uh, from somebody on the sports side. And we're like in this little section, like this right to the side of the stage. However, right in front of the stage, there's like family and friends. Mm. And I look down, I see Cece Sabathia, I see Pekka's, I see Angie Martinez, I see all these legends, Emery, all these legends. So now I'm standing up on the side waving. Hey, Cece. <laughs> Try to get down there. <laughs> Cece turns around, he sees me. He's like, oh, yo, come down. So we watched the we watched the concert right in front of the stage, but it was very intimate. A lot of space was comfortable in the family and friends section. Now, this is where it got real crazy. So during that time, right, uh, the team look at me, uh, Rock Nation team look at me. It's like, yo, we about to go uh, on this billionaire's yacht and have dinner with them. You know, um, there's a couple of us. Would you guys like to go? He's like, hell, yeah. Exactly. It's in con. Is it con or cans? Cans uh, for yeah, either yeah. or tomato tomato. There's like tom- it's tomorrow in cans. Yeah. So Misha and I was like, okay, we want to go. So we had to find a way to get the cans. So we ended yeah. up going to cans. We got a little hotel. We had lunch, did all of that. And then that night we went on this crazy, crazy yacht, bro. Did y'all have to go we shopping? We already had up. the fits ready. We already had everything ready. Dude, <laughs> it was the size of a football field. And I'm not even bullshitting you, bro. Wow. And, and I mean, they had like two helicopters. They had three boats underneath the boat. Wow. It was crazy, bro. He had a whole spall on it. It was some of the most amazing food that we ever had. I mean, you had legends on uh, on this boat taking picture. Angie Martinez is looking at us like, guys, y'all need to chill and act like y'all been here before. <laughs> like, like, we always <laughs> we, like it all. Be right like, we, we have it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So, it, it, you know, and there was so much more to this story, too, because, you know, we were when we were in Paris, the you know the World Cup, they won it, dudes. Mm, so, so we were there, crazy out there celebrating yeah. with them. So this whole trip was just crazy, and there's so much more to it. But um, that was pretty cool. Man, that's a dope story. The life of Brandon Marshall. You know, everybody ain't able, man. But let's, I guess, like Brandon said, I guess we eventually have to talk about football. Let's go ahead and get into it. Lamar Jackson has already been ruled out for the game versus the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. Now, according to multiple reports on the Ravens beat, Jackson was not on the field for the portion of Thursday's practice open to the media. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, has not practiced since suffering that knee injury against the Broncos on December 4th. He's missed the last five games of head coach John Harbaugh offered no updates on his status Wednesday. Now, this is what LeBar Jackson wrote on Twitter after, you know, he had already been ruled out for this game. He said, thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I suffered a PCL grade two strain on the borderline of a strain three. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. 
I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give a hundred percent of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we have a chance. Brandon Marshall. Yep. Lamar used the word unstable in regards to his knee. We're no doctors, but we've all played with injuries. I played with an unstable ankle, never a knee. Do you think part of the reason that he could not be risking going out there, going out there and playing is because a lack of that new contract that he never got with the Ravens? Uh, I definitely think that 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 is a part of it, but it's only like 5% of it. Dudes, I suffer a grade two PCL, right? Yeah. Uh, when did he go down? Uh, December 4th, I believe. It was versus the Broncos. December 4th. So that's what, four? Well, he's missed five, five games. So it's like five, six weeks almost. Okay. So my my rookie year, dudes, I had a phenomenal training camp. Uh, we opened up preseason in Indy, okay? I landed on my knee, little freak little landing, and uh, my PCL, boom, grade two. All right? Mm. So I missed the remaining preseason, and I, I, I was able to get back uh, week Two, I want to say I was active, okay. But dudes, Three weeks. I wasn't right until week eight. Wow, my Five knee, weeks. like, 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 and, and you can do a test on your knee where you can, like, basically, if you, I wish I, we're, we're we're on radio, so, so you can't weeks. see, right? But I, like, basically, if you push on the knee, it should stop. But when you don't have a PCL or that PCL is is damaged. It just keeps going, right? There's no yeah. stability there. So that stability uh, may not ever uh, come all the way back. It, 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 it typically doesn't, but it gets stronger, and, and you deal with it, and you play with it. But, um, yeah, there's no stability in that knee right now, bro. It takes sometimes up to three months for that thing to be in a position where you feel comfortable because w- when you do come back, it takes about two, three weeks for you to adjust to your new knee, right? So, no, uh, Lamar is not playing the game here. Uh, his knee is, if he's dealing with a grade two, which he said, uh, PCL, then that stability, it's impossible for it to be back within five weeks. Yeah, he even said it's close to a strain three. And this this is, this is my thing, right? Um, how do you think? I'm going to go to you next, Omar. But, Brandon, how do you think this affects maybe his contract negotiations in the offseason? Okay, let's peel back these layers. I'm so glad that you went here. Yeah. Why do you think – let me ask you this question. Why yeah. do you think he made that statement? Because Lamar don't talk. Yeah. He don't do this. Well, I think he was doing it just to let people know he wasn't holding out. Like, he's truly, truly hurt. This yeah. is not about him holding out for the money. Yeah, he's trying to control the narrative, right? Yeah, uh, smart now, as hell, jump in front of now, it. <laughs> because now the Baltimore Ravens and any other organization is going to use anything they can for leverage so they can get the best deal or the better deal, right? Well, so now this is the start of this dance that we're going to see, bro. 
this is going to be this. This is be this is Baltimore Ravens versus Lamar Jackson. So look, the Baltimore Ravens they might put some stuff out there. Lamar Jackson may put some stuff out there, and, and it's it's the best PR teams are going to whoever whoever has the best PR team. That's the one who's going to win. That's who's well, going to win on but, Sunday. Whoever has the best PR team. Well, 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 I'm glad you said that, Brandon, because Jim Harbaugh, you know, he didn't give an update on Lamar's status, but he did say this, right? He said he was okay with a player playing at less than 100 percent if he's healthy and safe and it's not going to do any damage to an injury so so arcades there you go so what usually happens man ah i love these players come out they play they don't play all the way healthy and then they and then people but that's the narrative that's the narrative that before we even get there before we even get there jim harbaugh or any coach they're not going to give the fans any information oh lamar what did he say last week uh, I don't watch his workouts in practice, uh, but he he, pra- he he did his own little workout today. Uh, he he's trying, right? But they're yeah. not gonna give anybody anything, so that leaves the fans and 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 some media members to the uh, interpret that any way they want to. And usually, yeah. when you don't have the information, the narrative is now, oh, he could fight through this. He should be exactly through it, right? So that's why you see Lamar Jackson now coming out saying, this is what I'm dealing with. It's black and white. And, you know, because now there's people like you and I, dudes who played the game or Omar Kelly, who's covered the game for 15, 20 years. And you know what a grade two PCL is or three. And I've experienced this. It took me a damn near half a season to feel really good and comfortable uh, in my body again. Okay, it took me six weeks to get out there right to even be at 50 60 percent and then now we push to omar kelly's side of the argument where it's like now you're out there at 50 60 percent and that just hurts the player right oh hurts the value hurts the value and if you're looking at it from lamar jackson situation situation if he gets an exclusive rights franchise tag that's 45 million dollars if he gets just a regular franchise tag where another team can match it that's 20, that, that, I, I think it's $27 million. This is about, and obviously he's going to get the franchise tag. That's why they signed the linebacker. But he deserves a bigger bag, but he play he's playing on an injury, and that's not going to help you get the bigger bag. Yeah. You look you look terrible. Oh, oh, he will never be the same again. Look how yeah, he's, absolutely. Look how he's scrambling now. <laughs> Don't even exactly. open the door for that speculation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting, and you and you said it right. You, you got to paint your own narrative because they're gonna, like you said, they're gonna throw a half, like glass half full type statement out there and let you interpret it how you. But behind you want the to. scenes, you but know what they're gonna do with the media. What, the what, the yeah. scenes, you know what they're gonna do with the media? What? They're gonna plant the. He could play. He could play through it if he if he if he really oh, wanted. To. No question. They're he, gonna be he, like he can't do any more damage to it, right? Yeah, but yeah. You know, you know yourself. You're yeah, not healthy, yeah. and you're not. He's, gonna he's look not good. doing this because it's 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 a leverage play behind the scenes. Now the Ravens are a different organization. They're a first class organization. Ozzie Newsom still runs the organization, but every team is the same. Yeah. Every team has that that has their media pieces that put out their narrative of what the story and the situation is. That's right. We, we got we got to get the break, but Brandon, one thing we, we we do know is usually as players, and it's in our contract, we're not supposed to put any medical information out. So, do you think he could potentially get fined for this? 
I don't. What do you mean? Hold on. What are you talking about? We can't put no medical. Supposedly, you're not supposed to. I, I know that was in the rule book. As far as like specifics to injuries, you're not. Oh, no, it's to not. Do that. That's you are. Excuse me, because I don't. This I leave this up to Shady and and and, and Ocho when he used to be on the show to curse like this. And Ocho used to say this. They're mind fucking you, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Mind fuck. <laughs> You talk about it's a kind of right. not. You walk in the locker room, they say, "What the Bill Belichick and all these coaches say? We don't talk about injuries. We don't. Yeah. We don't talk about X's and O's. We just go out there and give these vanilla answers, right? We don't show any personality. Don't let <laughs> anything outside. That's not in no contract, dudes. They have literally institutionalized you and the other two thousand active <laughs> players." <laughs> Dudes is still hey, institutionalized. Hey, when you're a franchise funny. player, you realize the matrix. You see the matrix, and so you'd be like, that right. shit don't matter. That shit ain't real. Right. That's no, it's funny. Crazy. This is my body. No, what you can't do is you can't you you can't not disclose it, right? Omar Kelly from a team perspective. Like if a player is injured, you have to disclose, disclose the, the injury, yeah. They can find they can find you, but dudes, all you had to do is go to NFLPA and be like, "Yo, they finding me for talking about my my issue, my injury." They can, they so can get that, that is in the contract, or no, no, it ain't in the contract. Oh, it can so be a team initiated. You know, oh, you talked about oh. the contract. Here's yeah. a ten thousand dollar fine. Here's, you talked about your, your injury. Here's a ten thousand dollar fine. You you was a everybody was always afraid of you throwing a tantrum, Brandon. So they ain't they ain't do none of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back to I Am Athlete. Tonight, I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Omar Kelly and Brandon Marshall, and the disrespect for the Blueprint 3 album will end here today on this show. But 
before we get into all that, Derek Carr is out in Las Vegas. Now, Derek Carr's time as a Raider is most likely coming to an end. Thursday morning, Carr sent out a tweet expressing his gratitude for Raider Nation and everybody who has supported him his whole time as a Raider. This is what he said. He said that the fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages. A fire no man can extinguish, only God. So I look forward to a new city and a new team who, no matter the circumstance, will get everything I have. Winning a championship is what I've always wanted and what I will continue to work towards. That's what uh, Derek Carr sent out to his fans on Twitter. Now, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, the Las Vegas Raiders announced today that they are now evaluating the trade market for the veteran quarterback. Now, in April of last year, Carr just signed an extension. It was a three-year extension worth up to $121.5 million. There's also a no-trade clause in there, so he would have to approve of any deals that the Raiders come up with to trade him. However, the Raiders have said if no trade is reached by February 15th, the Raiders plan to release Carr because he's owed a big bonus at that time, which would make him essentially guaranteed to be a Raider next year. Now, teams that could potentially be looking for a quarterback are the Panthers, Jets, Saints, Texans, Falcons, Commanders, and Colts. Brandon Marshall, if you're a franchise in need of a quarterback next season, do you go with a quarterback in the draft, or do you reach out and try to see if you can get Derek Carr? Well, I'm actually going after Derek Carr, 100%. Um, You know, there's some things that it's just hard to find, and there's there's so many unknowns when you go into the draft, right? Um, You never know, you know, the type of – mindset a guy is going to have he just showed you his mindset I believe what he just said that fire that that desire to win a championship that's that's it right I want a guy that's going to that's going to sound like that talk like that you know because some guys they they don't really want it they say they want it but they don't want it so he checks that box for me dudes also um you know work ethic He's one of the first he's the first one in and one of the last ones out. We know that about Derek Carr. That is a fact. Right. Some guys. Right. Like think about Geno Smith and what he's where he, what he's able to do today. Geno didn't have that when he first got in the league. He wasn't the first one in the last one out. And I'm not trying to uh, uh, diminish Geno to prop up Derek Carr, but I'm talking about D- Geno Smith coming in as an immature quarterback because you can also look at Zach Wilson. There's some things that Zach Wilson needs to mature um, Mm -hmm. on and even Baker Mayfield. So there's a lot of guys. So I I don't trust I don't trust the draft a lot of times because you don't know what you're getting. You can do all the work you want, you all the work in the world. But until they get in the building, you know, you're really not going to know exactly who these guys are. Um, Also, uh, dudes, I think this is going to be the uh nail in the coffin for uh josh josh mcdaniels i knew you're i couldn't wait for this to come (laughs) i knew it was coming for me (laughs) so Derek carr goes to the right situation and i know i'll get to your question you know in a minute whether it's the jets um Mm. who else did you say out there you you put you say the commanders the colts Commanders, right Commanders are in a good position there's a few teams even the Colts are in a good position, bro. They got a running game. Their offensive line will yeah. be healthier. Oh, Defensively, yeah. they pretty good defense. Really good defense. They can be top five again. Easy. Right? A, a dome stadium. There's a couple teams out there. If he gets in one of those situations and he go out there 
and kick ass and find himself in a, a a nice little playoff run in the Super Bowl. How, it's over with. It's over for Josh McDaniel. <laughs> it's over for it, him. It, it's funny that this is the second franchise that he's doing this to. Not That's to say right. that people, Fr- franchise not to say, killer. Not to say that people view Derek Carr as an elite quarterback because Jay Cutler wasn't an elite quarterback either. But he could have been. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, clip that. Hey, we got to clip that for sure. <laughs> okay. I wish everybody listening so. could have seen Omar Kelly's face. Clip that, please. Just that right there. Um, listen, that's your dog. But, you know, I, I saw, I saw <laughs> Jay Cutler. Omar, Omar, but you got the tail end of him. Jay, Jay Cutler was ascending to greatness with uh, Mike Shanahan. And then what happened? They fired Mike Shanahan and brought in McDaniels. And then... For, all hell broke loose. So if McDaniels came in and did what, what you're talking about now, worked on the guy, help him, right? Let him. Jay Cutler could have reached his full potential, just like Derek Carr. I mean, he had a laundry list of coaches, though, who could have helped him reach his full Ooh. potential. Jay, Jay Cutler. That's- oh, it, was, it, it broke that. That situation broke Jay Cutler. Damn, so he's broke another 10 years. Yeah, but. Man, he was over it, bro. <laughs> it was over it for him. He was just cashing a check, right? It was that situation and Mike Martz. Those two situations was the end of Jay Cutler. It was those mm. two combines. But go ahead. Too bad. Go go ahead. Sorry. Um, we, uh, This is the second quarterback organization that he has kind of broken, Josh McDaniels, and doing it his way. And I have lived through a former Bill Belichick protege. And – unfortunately they are all the same they are carbon copies of each other and they just really have horrible people skills Mm -hmm. Uh, you know and and it runs amok in every single organization and you can see that it's starting to create division and and strife and tension with the raiders Mm. now now Devontae adams wants to wants to probably leave yes can we talk about like come on they lost their 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 big tight end you know that no, Darren Waller, Darren Waller, you know, top three tight end in the league. There's some other. He came back in the end, was playing well. He did. But like we want to sit back and blame Derek Carr for everything. Josh, yeah. is it all Derek Carr? Come on, man. Well, no, but this, this is my thing that pisses me off. Like, let's not forget what Derek Carr and that team went through last year. Right. Head coach um, in the scandal has to resign. Right. Uh, Damon Arnett. Their former first round pick, he's got machine guns on Instagram. They have to cut him. Henry Ruggs, right, is in a, a, a scary, terrible accident. Somebody loses their life, um, goes to jail. And Derek Carr held that team together. Now, Rich Basaccia was a Don't hell of a coach. Don't forget the head coach gets fired. No, I just said Rich Basaccia was a hell of a coach, hell, hell of a leader of man. And you could tell because literally every player like wrote to him during that whole situation. And they, they, you could tell that they loved playing for Rich Basaccia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Leads them to the playoffs, Brandon, with all that going on, right? And we know this. When a, a quarterback comes into a new system, it usually takes about two years for them to get right. Let's not forget, when Aaron Rodgers got with Matt LaFleur, people were trying to say Aaron Rodgers was washed. He ain't have it no more. That second year and third year, what happened? Back-to-back MVPs. So I think it's egregious for them to give up on Derek Carr after one year. And I actually blame the owner, Right. Like, why are you giving Josh McDaniels this much power when you saw what he did 
his last time as a head coach with the Denver Broncos. You saw he traded away Jay Cutler. Now you're getting getting rid of another guy who has been the face of the Raiders organization for nine years. This guy has bled silver and black, laid it on the line, played multiple games hurt. And let's not forget, let's look at his history. He's one of the one of the most winningest quarterbacks as far as fourth quarter comebacks in league history. And you're just gonna you're gonna get rid of him after one year because he struggled some in, in this offense. Like, let's not forget last year, this guy threw for over four thousand yards and led his team to the playoffs with less talent. You can't put that all on Derek Carr. So, so dudes, uh, with all that being said, do you think that there's uh, something else going on internally that we don't know about outside of X's and O's? Could it be uh, just him and uh, could Derek Carr uh, be standing up to Josh McDaniels and pushing back and it just may not be a fit from a personality standpoint? Because, like, how do you do this in year one? Yeah, I, um, I don't think that's that. That's not Derek Carr. I, I think it's Mark Davis is against it because – the Raiders, everybody kind of knows they're kind of strapped as far as money, and they gave him that big deal that guarantees him, as Josh McDaniels, guarantees him a lot of money. So it's hard to really fire him after one year, and you got to kind of give him the keys to do, you know, run the team his way because you guaranteed him so much money, right? So it's like if you're the owner, Mark Davis, it's like you made this bed. Now you got to literally lie through it all the way. So you're saying that Mark Davis may not really rock with Josh McDaniels, but he have to go with Josh McDaniels because of the money situation. And That's what I think. Going with Josh McDaniels, then you gotta give him the keys. You just gotta give him. You gotta give him. What to say? Comp block. Uh, <laughs> he, he got. I like that, that angle. I didn't think about it from that. Yeah, he's got to give he, him the keys. He, he took that job because remember, Mark, uh, um, Josh McDaniels had been turning down jobs left and right, right. the Colts job, and then denied it was waiting for the New England job. Higher and then they, they came out and gave him the $10 million a year, full full power, be yeah. able to hire your GM. And so, you know, this is this is the team Omar. that he built, and it'll probably be the team that he runs into the ground. Omar, Omar, dudes. Yeah. Mark Davis deserves this. <laughs> what what do you got against Mark Davis? What, what that man did? Thank you, Omar Kelly, for reminding all of us that he took the coach's job and then backed, <laughs> and then, out. Then backed out of the this last second. This is why Mark Davis deserves it. A man took a job, okay? Mm. Hire coaches. Started hiring coaches, coaches, which was crazy. No, no, didn't start. Hire coaches, dudes. They were in the office working. Yeah. And then he backed out. Scumbag move. Did he not show you? who he was then. Mm. So for you to go out there and not only hire him, but give him the biggest bag, you deserve this. <laughs> well, Thank you, Omar it, Kelly, for reminding me and everybody else listening that yeah. Josh McDaniels took the coach job and backed out. Yeah, Karma. which is terrible. And, and it goes back into what we talked about a few weeks ago, right? All these owners want a damn offensive guru. Right. Mm. The first and foremost thing you should be hiring as your head coach is a guy that can lead and galvanize men. Right. You can always find good X's and O's coaches on the offense and defensive side. But do you have a guy that can hold it all together? Right. Or do you have a guy that the players are going to respect and they are, are going to go out there and lay it on the line for most? Of and right now, support. Josh McDaniels track record shows that dudes aren't going to do that. Let's not forget. And Brandon got me acting like him right now. Let's not forget how he disrespected Josh Jacobs in the beginning of the year. Did, did we forget that? 
Hall of Fame game. Brandon, what has been synonymous with the Hall of Fame game? You don't play stars. You don't play your guys. And also, what did they have to do a few years ago because the field was terrible? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the Why the hell would you risk a Pro Bowl running back on that damn field? Hmm. And look, he ended up being the damn MVP of your team this year. Imagine how worse they would be without Josh Jacobs on that team this year. Wow. Led the league in, in rushing, and they didn't even want him. They were going to try to trade him away. Didn't pick up his fifth-year option, all because, you know, McDaniel's coming over with that Patriot way. You know, Bro. I don't know if he's a guy that fits my system. No, it's the players, not the plays. D- dudes, I'm not looking for no sympathy. I never made any excuses. Omar Kelly, he covered me when I was at Dolphins. You know, I never made any excuses. I ain't point the finger at anyone else. I went and, and I got the help I needed, you know, to work on me, right? I wanted to be better. But, dudes, can I get some sympathy for how I treated the Denver Broncos in that situation? <laughs> when you was there? Can, can, can you guys not see why I punted the damn ball? This man was batting down passes can, and punting football. understand it now, dudes? <laughs> the man came in. And said, I'm trading your guy, Jay Cutler. He came in and said, you guys aren't good as you guys think you are on offense. We were the number two offense behind Drew Brees, who just won the Super Bowl. He also looked at me and said, you don't deserve a contract. I he said he wasn't going to give you the bag, huh? No, not, he, no, but what he said was, I just got here. I don't know if you can play or not. I said, 31 other teams know I can play. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, deuce, deuce. Can I get some sympathy, please? Can 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 I get some type of sympathy? For I, I'll give you a little bit because you had to deal with that guy. I, I don't, bit, I, dude, I don't know how I would act with that guy either. Dudes, it's not justified. Me punting the ball is not justified. I think if it somebody, was. I mean, you ended up getting traded, ball, so I guess it was yeah. justified. <laughs> oh my goodness, dudes! If, hey, if somebody had punted the ball. In the fourth, in in the in the decade since, then we can say that there's like a bigger sample size. But yeah, I was like, you literally are the only one that has been recorded <laughs> punting a football at practice. Omar Kelly, let me ask you this question: How 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 many years have you covered the NFL? Fifteen. So you at any practice have you ever seen a football player make yes. a bad play, be upset, punt a ball, or throw yes. a ball? Whatever? Yes, I actually have. Now that I think about it, I have. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah, you keep thinking, and you're gonna probably be like, damn, actually, probably 15, 20 times. I, I, actually, I'm, I'm about, you're right. Now that I think about yeah. it, yeah, that's true. But Brandon, you were strategic, don't act like you were. You knew them damn cameras was right there where you did it. No, 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 most actually, players do it. Most players do it in like competition periods where the media's already gone. You're like, oh, they out here early. Oh, let's give them a show. <laughs> no, actually, that was the problem, right? It, it, I wasn't strategic and I wasn't thinking. That's what I had to go learn to do is like be able to sit back and just work through what could potentially be the outcome. I dudes, that was that wasn't even uh that wasn't even individual. I was that about to say that looked like that was before practice. individual. Yeah. I didn't even think the cameras was there. <laughs> it was definitely there rolling. I was I was pissed off because Josh McDaniels, after saying he was all offseason, after what I just said, said finally called me and said, We going, we're gonna try to get a deal done. We're going to Seattle, last preseason game. Uh, we're gonna work on this contract. You stay home and we'll figure it out. Okay. So yeah. boom, him and uh, our general manager are sending some bullshit ass offers over saying, Hey, you're gonna be the richest Bronco. Uh, in the history of the organization, you're going to make more money than John Elway. But to do that and to get this money, 
you have to score four rushing touchdowns. What? I'm a receiver, dudes. That's total disrespect, bro. Oh, so no, we had all back and forth all offseason. Then you come to me out of nowhere, bro. Out of nowhere. And you they say, were trying to, they're trying to put that pressure on you to sign it. Right. So then he sends this over at the last minute thinking I'm going to be a dumbass and, and sign off on that. Because, dudes, if I didn't hit it, I would have went from one of the richest Broncos ever as far as, like, star players getting a contract to one of the poorest. <laughs> all relative, right? Yeah. And so we didn't do it. He comes in that Monday when I denied, when I said no to the contract, brings me in. And he says, hey, if you don't do, if you don't start doing this and that, I was just being quiet. I wasn't really like giving them my energy and all of that. He said, if if you, you've you been going to the bathroom and you've been going to the bathroom too long, you're you're missing. What? Me. You know, <laughs> and he said, if you continue to do these things, you are going to be hit with conduct detrimental. Duck detrimental. Team, Good Lord. It's a $75,000 fine the first time. It could be $150,000 fine the second time. And then the third time, they can suspend me and then I can uh, uh, lose an accrued accru year. Yeah. Okay. So he was putting himself in position. So he's, I go out there because he's saying my receiver coach, Adam Gates at the time, uh, uh, Omar Kelly, <laughs> he said, my receiver coach is the one that's giving him this information. So now I'm pissed off, right? So I go out there. And I'm like, damn, Adam Gase? Like, you're that's a straight snitch. <laughs> yeah, that's what you doing? I'm going, Brandon's going to the bathroom, and he said he was going to do number two, and he took 22 minutes. How can you put a time, time I'm taking a shit, yeah. How can you put a clock on this my This ain't own? no little school. This ain't, this ain't elementary school. If I go to the bathroom for 20 minutes, I go to the damn bathroom for 20 minutes. Right. So I go out there, <laughs> and I'm hot. And, and so he's throwing me the ball, and I'm batting him down because because he's the one. That, oh, because it was Gates throwing you the ball. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm looking at him every time he throw me the ball. I'm like, you mother. You're lucky I don't want to throw this at your face. <laughs> right. But it ended up being one of my most legendary. After we got through that pre-pre-practice and the cameras picked it up, it was like damn TMZ was out there. Um, <laughs> it was one of my most legendary practices because what I ended up doing was I was like, let me show this mother mm, how good I am. Bro, I'm yeah. talking about one hand snags, energy through the roof, all of that. Mm. And, um, yeah, that was the situation. <laughs> Legendary story. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I am your host, Lige Doosbel, with my guys, Omar Kelly and Brandon Marshall. Before we push this Derek Carr conversation forward and get to the next topic, me and Omar were kind of talking off camera about this because I was telling him the thing about Derek Carr. I know we should bring up the other quarterbacks potentially will be free agents, but it's like Derek Carr is going to have a two month uh, head start versus everybody, right? So, you know, Omar was like, you still should bring up the other quarterbacks. And I'm like, I don't think so. Because honestly, what you talked about it, right? The Jets, the Colts, these teams are going to be in on Derek Carr, right? Especially if Lamar Jackson isn't made available. And Derek Carr, if they don't find a trade partner by February 15, will be a free agent. That's a whole month before NFL free agency. Time out, dudes. Time out, dudes. Time out what? He's going to be going off the listen, books. Listen, these agents, they talking to free agents at the Senior Bowl. These agents, they talking to free agents at the Combine. And these it don't mean teams, a damn thing until you sign on that dotted line. Tell you're them, Brad. correct. <laughs> but these other teams going to know what the market is for these quarterbacks. They're going to know their competition. They're going to know the price points. And they're going to have all the information and they need to they know whether they need to hold tight or, or pull the trigger on Derek Carr. And be right. big. But uh, dudes, you can go back just last year. Matthew Stafford. Remember, Matthew Stafford was trading and got his deal done uh, yeah. with the Rams before free agency hit. 
Yeah, same? but he was already on that team. So, you know, the negotiation was already working on. But my, my thing is, Brandon, you don't think that uh, Derek Carr is going to be signed before regular free agency hits? Yeah, I think I think I think we're going to see I think we're going to see uh, a Matthew Stafford type of timetable. I think he's going to get he's going to oh he's already he just signed an extension so if he gets traded it's going to be the same deal. But I honestly think that teams but, but knowing knowing by February fifteenth if he if he isn't traded teams may not they may try to lowball the Raiders. Yeah, but what's going to happen is you think if you're the New York Jets and you got Woody Johnson coming out saying he's going to spend that cash, he's going to do what he's going to do. Woody Johnson wants to win a Super Bowl. Just imagine, yeah. Woody Johnson don't give a damn about them picks. If I yeah. go, get, if I go win a Super Bowl in New York, okay, do you know what that's going to do to the value of my franchise and the business, and then also my ego, my yeah. power. Mm-hmm. Woody Johnson, I mean, Woody Johnson's gonna go do it. He see this. He see this window. He been here before. They had this legendary defense with Rex Ryan, and they yeah. blew it because they couldn't go get a quarterback. They couldn't go get the Correct. offense right. So he's looking at the pieces up front. Oh, we got a little solid little offensive line that we can build from, and you got a guy coming back who went down the camp. Yeah. Okay? And then you're looking at those wide receivers, and you're saying, "Oh my goodness, I." Mm. And you're Brees Hall. You're saying, "I got a head coach." Yeah. And I got a I got an excited fan base, bro. So I'm saying all that because you got a, a owner like that. He he's not going to let that. He's not going to let a Derek Carr uh, uh, make it to uh, free agency and, exactly. and up to anybody else to you know do whatever they want. The, and yeah. if you, if you keep in mind, really based on the teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback, the Panthers, the Jets, the Saints, the Texans, the Falcons, the Commanders, the Colts. It's really in my mind. The Jets, Commanders, and Colts who are going to be interested in Derek Carr. Because remember, he's got a no-trade clause. So he's yeah. not going to be popping up in a re- complete rebuild process. Correct. He's going to look for a team in a situation where he can feel like he can go into it and win now. Um, the Colts, the Commanders, the Jets, they've all got a good infrastructure. They've all got coaches. Well, not the Colts. Keep, keep um, going. No, keep going. Uh, what is it? The Jets, the Commanders, the Colts, the Panthers. Who else? The, Falcons, the, the Falcons, the Texans, and the Saints are all the teams that are pretty much in the quarterback market. And there are only three that aren't rebuilding, and that's the Jets, the Commanders, and Colts. So you got to think that it's going to be a bidding war between those teams. They they know they're they don't probably don't have to give up a first round pick. The I, I put the over under on the second and the fourth, which is okay. basically the equivalent of the first round pick. Yeah. Okay, so 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 let's do this really quickly. The Texans are out of it. Yeah. Out of it, right? Because you got to look at situation. If you're Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr has all the leverage right now. Why would Derek Carr go to the Texans? There's no opportunity to win. Yeah, rebuild. He's not going. And and he's probably he's probably traumatized of how how they did they how he did his brother. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) That was he lived through that. So the Texans is out of there. And then you got to look at the Saints. The Saints is is interesting. But the, the reason why you got to kind of cross the Saints out, well, why you got to consider them is because that defense dues, right? But you got to look at the defense there. Right? They are aging. Do they have another yeah. year or two left in them to play the way they play, the way they, they're capable of playing? But mm. you cross them, you end up crossing them out, dudes, because of the, the salary cap situation. The salary cap oh, issues, God, right? yeah. Right? Oh, the Falcons, I, I mean, what are you building around? What do you have there? What are you excited about the when it comes Their to Their O-line's decent. They got a good run game. Okay, okay. okay. Um, but other than that, yeah. Right? I mean, they got a young receiver in Drake. Drake, yeah. you know, London. 
what, what, what excites you about the Panthers? But so let's cross out the Falcons because, like, the Falcons yeah. compared to the other teams that we'll get to, you know, they really Panthers, don't. Panthers, similar situation, younger O line, good run game. The head they actually have a good defense, too, though. Okay. Cool. The head coach could enter the equation with the Panthers. That's I mean, right. Yeah. That's, that's well, it. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that next quickly before we gotta go to the break too. Okay. 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 Really quickly, dudes. Now you're looking at the with Omar and you guys said the Jets, the Commanders, and the Colts. Colts. Yeah. Now let's look at defense. Let's look at offensive line. Let's look at the running game, and let's also look at the division. Yeah. What 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 division? What team has the perfect setup, but? That's in the perfect division. But see, this has been the the the, the, you, the issue with the Colts every year, right? Oh, they always oh, think they're a quarterback away. Okay, okay. So even the and they haven't found one yet. But you got to go up against Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You're right. The Colts. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Break down the Colts. That's just one killer. But the Colts, you're right. You got the Tennessee Titans who may be falling off now. Tannehill coming off the injury. They lost what like seven in a row at the end of the year. You got Jack, but you got to deal with Jacksonville now. Trevor Lawrence is on the up and up. That's a young team that could potentially. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Josh and then the Texans, Josh. we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. <laughs> the Commanders, you got Dallas, you got New York. You got Philly, Eagles, yeah. You got Philly. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a So I mean, the way you talk about it is probably going to come down to the Jets or the Colts for Derek Carr. Pretty much, yeah. I'll go to Com- Commanders always want a veteran quarterback, too. And Ron yeah. Rivera is probably on his last year. He's definitely on his last year. So he, they might draft one just so he could try to save another year. That's not nah, true. Nah, I, I, I smell desperation. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, we we thought it was last year when they gave up two-thirds for Carson Wentz. <laughs> well, that, that probably sets the market for Derek Carr. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're compared. I know you got to get to your reads. Yeah. <laughs> so- um. Let's talk. We were talking about one of those teams, the Panthers, right? And we got to do this quickly before we get to break. Steve Wilkes, what he did with that team, right? They were essentially a tanking team. And he had them one game out of winning the, the NFC South and potentially going to the playoffs. Actually kind of tricked that game off versus the Bucks. They were up big and let the Bucks come back. Brandon Marshall, has he done enough to retain a head coaching job? Because the Panthers literally just interviewed him Tuesday and they also interviewed Jim Caldwell. Oh, they haven't made the announcement yet? No, nah, they still haven't. I t- but I told you about that owner. He wants he he's he he wants a sexy name. Like he's he's one of those guys that wants a sexy name. They're but honestly, I I think me. Steve Wilkes has deserved deserves the job in in Carolina. Yeah, um, the the owner if, if he uh, doesn't um, lock this in and and keep his coach right, you're gonna look be looking at another situation like the Va- like the Las Vegas Raiders that you you brought up mm. earlier, right. He's showing you that he's capable. These guys are ready to run through a brick wall for this guy. You you got to lock this up. If you don't, then, you know, uh, Carolina, you have a terrible owner. It, what if you can get Sean Payton, <coughs> though? You, you, you Bro, gotta, you gotta I, I don't think, well, off. if you're the Saints, are you trading him within the division? What, is, what, what are you getting? What are you getting? Tell me what you're getting uh, by bringing in Sean Payton. Well, it's not, I don't think it's even going to happen, Brandon. The Saints aren't going to well, trade say, him within the say, division. Well, let's, 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 let's play point. it out like because, like, a lot of times, like, what are you getting? You know, what, what what's the difference between Wilkes and Sean Payton when it comes to this Offensive mastermind. I said offense, yeah, and one's defensive guy. Right. No, okay, so look, you obviously have a legendary coach that's more than capable of leading a franchise, right? But, you know, what you're getting is management. That's what makes Sean Payton who Sean Payton is, coming in and leading men. 
So on the X's and O's sides, do you think that, you know, the only thing that was really elaborate about Sean Payton's offense was how many personnel groupings that he throws at a defense. But yeah. shit that Sean Payton uh, does is what team's been doing since uh, uh, Bill Parcells back with the Giants. This yeah. is nothing. This isn't Sean McVay. This isn't. This isn't even um um uh uh Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. So what <clears throat> you're getting basically what you're getting is a guy that can lead the way. So my whole thing is, dudes. You have a coach already there that's showing you that he can lead the way. Mm-hmm. And he has a great relationship with the guys already there. So you stay where you're at. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think they should have already made the announcement. We saw that this team, even like their star players, um, the D-tackle Brown, he's come out and said, like, we really want, you know, Steve Wilkes to come back there next year. As head, Derek Brown, he said, we want him to come back as the head coach next year. And you talked about it, right? These guys are ready to, ready to run through a brick wall for him, where a lot of teams in different situations, guys would have shut it down, man, right? Um, so, what you mean, that, man, that, turn, that turnover of an NFL roster, okay, what is going to be, 23 guys left over from a team that went? Yeah, but that, but those core guys, but, but but this is what how it matters now. Like, now this is what dudes and I are trying to get to. Yeah. When shit gets hard, and that head coach step in the front of that team, like, this is what I need. And he got to really hold guys accountable. Are they going to respond? Exactly. And they did. And, and, and what happens is those core guys, those superstars are the ones that stand up and they echo the message in the locker room. Okay. Yep. Now you bring in a Sean, like, okay, you bring in a Josh McDaniels, you bring in a damn uh, 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 Sean Payton. Yeah. Sean Payton. Is he going to get that right away? Yeah. He don't have no rapport with those guys. Yeah. Like to your point, like it was the star players that stood up, like Brian Burns, Derek Brown, those guys yeah. led the way for that team to, to be respectable towards the end of the season. And they have 48 players returning next year on their roster. Already. Yeah, so you want that same continuity that you got to find a quarterback. Sam Donald actually played well at the end of the year, so we'll see what happens there. But they're actually in a good spot. I think they Tepper has to keep Steve Wilkes and keep things going in Carolina. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, SiriusXM Channel. 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.